The following Dharma talk was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The speaker is Mark Nunberg, guiding teacher at Common Ground. Probably very few things more wholesome than a bunch of people gathering to cultivate and understand loving kindness more deeply. So we should feel really grateful to have these two weeks together to do this. Often in times in life at least, we feel a bit helpless by the different emotions or attitudes that arise and dominate the mind. And it can seem that whatever I do to have a different attitude, change of mind, that it either doesn't work or maybe does just the opposite. So we're here, both, probably most importantly, we're here these two weeks. This is obviously a short Buddhist studies class. Every six years we have a longer class on loving kindness, but then we try every year to do at least a couple weeks just to keep, developing our skill with these beautiful attitudes of mind of loving kindness and compassion, appreciative joy and equanimity. And first and foremost, our job as we take up this two week of study is to realize that there already is this attitude. It may take a lot of, at least in moments, a lot of uncovering to once again recognize or realize that this heart is capable of connecting, capable of non-aversion, non-irritation, non-judgment, capable of being gentle and tender. So that's our first and foremost task, is to recognize that that basic goodness of the heart, it's already here. It may not be the main quality in the mind at any time, but that it can actually be removed from the mind. This is important to have a sense that it's aversion and impatience and irritation that's the visitor to the mind, maybe a pretty regular visitor. But whenever aversion, irritation, frustration, impatience, hatred, whenever that leaves, passes away, ceases in the mind, what's left is a mind that isn't discriminating, isn't throwing anybody out of the heart. That's the natural state of the mind. It actually takes that visitor of aversion, that activity of aversion, to become mean-spirited or to be lost in ill will. Ill will is something we have to do. Sometimes it may seem like ill will is our sort of baseline of the mind or baseline of the heart, but it's not actually what we find. Most of you have done some loving-kindness practice before, but we'll go through a relatively traditional formulation now for the guided meditation period. And then I'll do a few more nuts and bolts afterward and and talk about loving kindness a little bit more and 
we'll have a group discussion tonight. But there's a lot of room for creativity about finding that seed, that basic goodness of the heart, and in the same way you would blow on an ember or create conditions for that warmth or that movement of that natural movement of the heart, finding a way to set it in motion. And then once we have a sense of what that feels like when compassion or love or joy, appreciative joy is in motion, then how do we keep that theme in mind? How do we keep that attitude of mind going as we go through the day? All the twists and turns, go through the week, go through the month, go through the rest of our lives. Passage from the Buddhist texts from the Buddha. Wherever I go, I am unafraid. Wherever I sleep, I am unharmed. The nights and days do not burn me. I see nothing in this world that is to be lost. Therefore, my heart dwells in goodness and kindness to all beings until I fall asleep. So I'm, he's referring to his own mind and heart. So this is the fruit of our practice, to be unafraid and to literally rest in a state of kindness. And what's uh, important as we do the formal reflection, you know, just it's a, we're creating a structure to remember loving kindness and to sustain it and to be willing to be a little creative. But remember that the object that we use to help remember that this heart is capable of love and feeling close and having a good wish for another being, even though we'll bring another person or even a group of people to mind, the love actually isn't about that person or that group of people, although it can be really helpful to bring your cat to mind, your auntie who really took care of you as a child to mind, or whomever you're going to bring to mind. It can be quite useful to bring that to mind. But make the distinction in your own heart, in your own mind, that the actual warmth and that actual attitude is independent of the object, the person you have love for. Love is its own thing. Because the whole point of the practice is to get to the place where it's very clear in the mind that that joy, that compassion, that love, the equanimity is its own thing. It's independent of who we love, more that that we love, or that there is love, there is joy, there is compassion. And it's like looking for objects. Like the love is looking for something to love. And actually anything will do. You know, we can appreciate literally an infinite number of things right now, just being here together in this room. We can appreciate the pants. We can have a tender relationship to the way the knees, in my case, make contact with the cushion. 
the visual form of seeing you on the room. Right? There's so many, even that one experience of seeing, there can be joy in the seeing, there can be a tender compassion as I sense that everybody here in this room has their own share of sadness and insecurity. Right? So there's so many different ways. We don't, any object of experience can be used to find a way to remember love or compassion or joy. This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org.